We come now to, for a few minutes this morning, where we focus upon our kids and, and continuing in our catechism questions. And again, I, I say this every week, and, and I, I truly mean it. It's not just for the little kids. It is for you as well as adults. There are truths that are, we're going through here that are needed for us as adults as well. But uh, we focus uh, my conversation this morning on, on our kids this morning. So, uh, but we've been going through in our catechism questions each week. We've been going through, we're in a section now dealing with the law of God, the Ten Commandments. And, you know, we just sang a song just a moment ago. Holy, you alone are holy, uh, matchless in your glory, meaning there's none other like you. You are one of a kind. You're the one and only God. And that's something that's a core conviction uh, that we have as Christians, uh, that Christians believe that there is but one God and he is the only true God. Now, let me ask you young people. You've probably seen this. We live in a world today where that's not commonly believed by Everybody around us. We live in a world today where we, we, there's other religions. I brought with me some pictures today. I want to show you some things from days gone by, long time ago, where people worshipped what we call idols instead of the one true God. What does this look like to you? Can you see this? A calf. And what color is it? A golden. Yeah, you may remember this from a Bible study. The golden calf. And this was part of Baal worship. People would actually, just as we've gathered together this morning to worship the one true God, they would gather together and worship the golden calf. It was Baal worship. Can you see this one here? This one comes from Greek mythology. You may have heard the name Artemis, the Greek goddess Artemis. And again, they would gather together to worship what they perceived to be this goddess. This is the Hindu god Shiva. And again, it, it, it take, it's, it's a, a, a picture of one that they think is kind of crazy. I can see you kind of furring your eyes a little bit, like you're seeing the same thing I am. There's a few too many arms there, aren't there? And some other things going on as well. They thought it was the, a, a true God. And sometimes as, as people would gather these other gods, they would worship them. They would often say, well, this is one of many different gods. There's Shiva, there's Artemis, there's others. This is Shango. Shango. Again, they're all kind of weird looking, aren't they? And in days gone by, people would gather together and worship gods of their own imagination. Now, we live in a day today, I'm not going to tell you that all these are gone. There are still parts of the world today that worship not the one true God, but some imaginary God of their own making. But for you and I today, it's not likely these are the gods we're going to worship. We live in today in a day where there are other gods, and I'm going to differentiate here between the God we're worshiping by saying it this way, capital G God, right? You capitalize the first name of a proper name, the God, the one true God, versus the false gods with a little g of the world today. Here's the kind of false gods today that people often worship. What about this? What do we have here? Money. There's other things. What about this one? <laughs> That's my son, so I know where his heart is. Cars. Possessions, right? Anyone tell me what this is? Fortnite. Video games. Here's one. This is, again, for 
Some of our older ones, career, your job. We worship our career, our job, our family. Right? The fact of the matter is, we need to live in a world that's no other than church. You can, you can worship church. We worship our traditions. We worship, you know, but is it really about the one true God when we gather together? The fact of the matter is, people make idols, false gods, little g's, out of all kinds of different things. There's no limit to what we can worship in our own hearts. When we worship anything in our hearts, when we value it in our hearts, when we treasure it in our hearts, more than God, we've made an idol out of it. We've made it into a false god. So I want you to do something with me for just a minute, kiddos. I want you to think in your mind about what is something you treasure. I want you to think about something you love most in life. I'm not going to ask you. You're not going to have to say it out loud, but I do want you thinking about something. Something that, listen, I was a kid once. You may be thinking right now, ugh, I wish I didn't have to be here this morning. I would rather be somewhere else doing, and you fill in the blank, right? I was, I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten before two. You got something in mind? Let me read to you a passage from Exodus chapter 20 as we get ready for this week's catechism question. Exodus chapter 20. This is what God says to his people. And God spoke, the one God, the true God, spoke all these words saying this, number one, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Here's why. For I, the Lord your God, the one true God, am a jealous God. What does it mean to be jealous? Yeah, I want, I'm, I want what somebody else has. Now, for you and I to be jealous, it's sinful. But a God who's holy, who, is, who cannot sin, it is right for him to be jealous. Because we were created to glorify him. He has every right for us to worship him and value him supremely. And when we don't, when we value something else more than him, he is right to be jealous and say, uh-uh, I made you for me. You were to not worship any other idols. I'm a jealous God. And then he goes on to say, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Here in Exodus chapter 20, this is the Ten Commandments, and we've just read the first three. And here God is reminding his people, I've saved you. I brought you out of Egypt. I've, I've, and while you're in Egypt, you know what they worshipped? Some of these false gods. I brought you out and I know that when you were in Egypt, you were accustomed to worshiping other gods, little g's, not me. Now, I have brought you out to me, for me, to myself. You get to benefit from it, but I brought you, you're a people for myself. And I want to make sure you don't go back to, he knows we're human, I don't want to make sure you don't go back to starting to treasure other things. So I'm going to lay down the law for you. I want you to know, I want you to worship me alone. I am the one true God, the only God. All those false gods of Egypt and in the world around us, they are false gods. And I want you to love me only. Supremely. Jesus himself said, if, when you, if you're not ready to leave everything behind to follow me, you're, you're not ready to follow me. Why? He wants us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So as we go through the, the first three commandments this week, we're focusing upon the one true God. He is our God. 
the only God. And he is worthy of all of our love, all of our affection. For us to treasure him more than Fortnite and cars and money and a job and whatever it is. Do you have in your head something you treasure a lot? Something you treasure more than God? The Bible says that's sin. And that's why we need Jesus. Question eight. I'll ask you to repeat the question with me in preparation for the week to come. Question eight. What does God require in the first, second, and third commandments? First, that we know God as the only true God. Second, that we avoid all idolatry. And third, that we treat God's name with fear and reverence. One more time. What does God require in the first, second, and third commandments? First, that we know God as the only true God. Second, that we avoid all idolatry. And third, that we treat God's name with fear and reverence. Amen. God is a jealous God. As we gather together this morning to worship, He's jealous for our worship.